Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Great day for talk radio. I was mentioning a moment ago that uh, there is uh, something by way of a pilot project that the government has uh, introduced. Actually, it's going to kick in in April up in Ottawa that uh, we'll see paramedics being able to treat people uh, right on the scene rather than being duty bound to take them to emergency centers. And uh, this is supposed to ease hospital overcrowding, hallway medicine, all the rest of those things. So it's an initiative the health minister is firmly behind. Let's find out about the significance of it. Joining me on the line right now is Dr. Sasha Batia, Chief Medical Innovation Officer at Women's College Hospital. Dr. Batia, good to have you on the Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. So uh, what is the significance of this pilot project? Well, I think it's a really interesting um, idea um, and one that I think has been um, building for some time. Um, you know, traditionally, uh, when you get call 911 and an ambulance uh, comes to your, uh, to your house for whatever reason, they're sort of um, obligated to take you to the nearest emergency room to get uh, further treatment. Um, and I think for a long time, we've uh, underestimated the um, abilities and skills of trained uh, paramedics maybe to provide uh, care um, on scene and to do a little bit more. And so in this case, this new pilot in Ottawa is allowing paramedics to basically uh, who are appropriately trained to treat palliative care patients on scene uh, for any symptoms that they might have. So, you know, oftentimes people that are palliative, um, uh, many of them want to stay at home uh, as long as they can, but get a fr- but either themselves or their family members get afraid um, because they uh, they're developing symptoms like shortness of breath or nausea. And in this case, these trained paramedics might be able to treat the problem uh, and keeping them at home rather than taking them to the hospital. Can you flush that out a little more fully? I mean, what does the treatment involve? I mean, there must be certain parameters or uh, some things seem almost commonsensical and then others, I don't want to put the cart before the horse and suggest they're going to be doing, you know, open heart surgery in your living room or anything like that. What would they actually be trained to do? Sure. I mean, you know, I think the details are to be determined, but I, I, I suspect, you know, some of it would be being able to provide some fairly straightforward medications, um, being able to, um, you know, obviously um, assess the situation, um, you know, as they often do, but make, you know, designations of whether or not, um, you know, this person, there would be things that they could do simply uh, in the home that either could reassure them that they're, they're actually going to be okay uh, or provide them with some, you know, again, symptom relief uh, with some simple medications uh, to um, basically be able to manage symptoms and kind of keep them in their, in their home. Um, there's also this possibility of taking them to other facilities other than the emergency room, um, which is something, you know, that... Um, that other sort of pilot projects are allowing uh, people to do as well. So if people are in mental health uh, crises, you know, not the, quite the same thing, they might take them to an appropriate facility. So the idea is giving paramedics a little bit more um, leeway and flexibility uh, in order to treat uh, people um, in an appropriate way. At present, they're duty-bound to take you to the hospital, aren't they? That, that's correct. And they've got to stay with you until you're administered to, or you're, uh, yeah. 
until you're handed over to the hospital, which is why sometimes on busy days you see a bunch of ambulances lined up in front of the hospital. Right. Uh, so this one seems so commonsensical, as I was saying. Uh, it defies credulity that it hadn't been thought of beforehand. Uh, is it because people didn't trust paramedics to be competent or capable of doing these sort of, uh, I'm not going to call them like superficial treatments, but still, uh, you know, some of the rank and file kinds of uh, things that they're doing, as you cited, medication for pain relief, shortness of breath, hallucinations, nausea, vomiting, they could handle all of that. I don't know if you wanted to comment on that, but it seems like this is really uh, a great leap forward. And let's, uh, you know, get rid of the clog of, uh, as you say, ambulances, sometimes six, seven deep at emergency wards at hospitals. Well, yeah, and I I think it is a good step forward. Now, you know, ideas like this uh, have been around for some time. In fact, in 2014, there was a report uh, on treatment of not necessarily palliative patients, but but seniors uh, that advocated for the use of what they called community paramedicine. So um, the idea was, you know, you've got people um, who are in their homes, elderly, frail, who use the emergency room uh, or call the ambulance a lot. And, um, you know, oftentimes the paramedics were the first line of, um, you know, of, of contact for these, these folks. And there was a suggestion, and I think it's a really good one, and there have been pilot projects where, you know, these, para, these, these experts or these para, paramedics would be able to go and actually help some of these people in their home, um, you know, either uh, checking in on them, making sure that they're okay, uh, being able, again, to assess problems before they really became crises. And so I think it just goes to show that as we start to think about healthcare, not just as a group of silos, but actually as a system where everybody's a teammate and everybody works to their skills, uh, we can actually potentially solve challenges like hospital overcrowding and, and actually uh, treat people uh, in, a, in, a, in a more humane way rather than forcing them to wait on a gurney uh, waiting for care in the emergency room. Again, with us, Dr. Sasha Batchia, Chief Medical Innovation Officer at Women's College Hospital. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but weren't nurses uh, similarly in, given enhanced duties? I don't know if that was a pilot project or somewhere along the line. I, I heard that re- fairly recently, wasn't it? Yeah, and I think people are starting to realize, um, you know, and this has been an ongoing conversation around giving, um, you know, different uh, practitioners greater degrees of scope. Uh, So whether it be having nurse practitioners uh, being able to, you know, see, you know, people in primary care or giving them some, some more responsibilities, having pharmacists you know, in, in community pharmacies giving up the flu shot, which they now do. So it's the idea saying that not everything has to be done, you know, by a doctor in a hospital. There's a lot of things that, you know, if they can be done safely in community uh, spots and potentially in your own home, um, we should try to do that. I think it's probably uh, as long as we can ensure that it's safe and as long as people are well-trained, you know, it can be potentially cheaper for the healthcare system and potentially uh, treat people better and increase capacity. So so the people who really need it will be in our emergency rooms. Well, it's all good uh, on the surface. The pilot starts in April up in Ottawa, and uh, we'll have to foresee that uh, or see where this is going to lead insofar as, uh, again, breaking the logjam at hospitals and the overcrowding and all the rest. By the way, uh, it's also something that I understand the patient can still ask to be administered at the hospital. Is that not correct? That is correct. So, you know, at any point in time, I think a patient or their family member, caregiver, can say, can request to be sent to the hospital, and the paramedic will say, uh, will we'll, we'll comply. And I think that makes a lot of sense. 
Well, it all seems to make sense, certainly on the surface of it. I appreciate your weighing in with a professional point of view in that regard. Uh, And so we'll watch it with interest. Thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Thanks a lot for having me. You got it. Dr. Sasha Batcha, Chief Medical Innovation Officer at Women's College Hospital. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.